Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I've gone in before. I feel like you have to go in knowing what you need. Otherwise, somebody yeah. follows you around like you're going to steal moisturizer. Or is that just me? Do I look shady? No, but I usually am stealing moisturizer. I know because they're the little small ones. They can just, <laughs> you can palm them and then slide them down your sleeve. Or just put them in your butt. Like a good wet like and wild that. lipstick. Wet and wild lipstick yeah. used to be stolen by everybody in my hometown, except for me, because I was a nervous child. Is that like lip smackers? It's not far off. It's like if Lip Smackers like, decided to be couture, like to go into, we're going into to cosmetics now. But Wet n' Wild lipstick only had like three shades, but depending on your chemistry, it would change colors. I, that was not a purposeful thing on the part of the Wet n' Wild creators. Is this still like this in the same vein of making your like 11-year-old daughter into like a uh, prostitute? Exactly. Make, yeah, like a little Long Island Lolita. Mm-hmm. And yes, an Epstein target. Great. His Lane Maxwell's Great. young niece. Uh, I I remember getting like zinc pink Wet n Wild lipstick, and I put it on, and it turned into like pure whore red. <laughs> the chemi- <laughs> the chemistry of my body when that lipstick hit my body, it was like you're a tramp. It's it's like mood rings, but for your lips. <laughs> it was a predictor. It was like the original astrologer. Oh, speaking of which, why did I not know Walter Mercado before Netflix? Do you know Walter Mercado? What? Spanish astrologer who always goes mucho, mucho, mucho oh. amor. I feel like I, I, I saw him like years ago, but I don't think I put any kind of weight into it. Yeah, he was like huge in the 80s. And then he it's like he's he's very he's like Hispanic Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. But he was an astrologer instead of being into fitness. And right. I watched his documentary on Netflix and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And all about how he was I mean, he was so flamboyant and over the top and he had this Liberace vibe about him and people were just on board with him no matter what, but he had a really good heart. You got to watch the Walter Mercado documentary on Netflix. Don't watch Three Wives, One Husband unless you want to get a new TV and you want to throw yours out your seventh floor window. What's that? Is that some Mormon thing? Of course it is. Of course. And I will always watch it if it's Mormon and, and polyamory. Because why would you want another spouse to begin with, A, and B, that they think this is their calling to do this, and this one area, which is like called the Rockland community or something, they blew holes into the side of a mountain and basically built cave homes for them and their multiple wives and their 5,000 children. One guy had three wives and 30 kids. For what? What is he, what's he trying to do? I'm assuming build an army or maybe toy factory. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, this is where you get the poles from. What's the point of having a whole bunch of kids? 
I don't understand. I don't even understand one. Like, I mean. I can't. And could you wrap your head around another Marcus? I, I mean, I don't know. I just, it, no, you can't. It's just <laughs> like, just have the one. Just the one. The one is good. I can't picture Jim with another wife. Is it what just for? Is it like having more kids just for parts? Like in yeah, case the farming. one model breaks down. Yeah. yeah, and then you could change out one arm for another, like a Mr. Potato Head family. Right. Sure. 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 I don't. The nice. whole charge is that God has told them to multiply no matter what, and I'm sure, just like we've talked about in the Bible, being you know the telephone game. Somewhere along the way, some guy intercepted the Bible and was like, and. You also might want to marry Deborah. I'm going to put that in there. <laughs> he, he's like, someone was like, take the stack of papers. It's called the Bible. <laughs> and uh, you need to go through. I know it's windy. I know it's rainy out. But just put it in your backpack. And run, it's going to be a thousand mile walk um, through this hurricane. But and there's so a like, goes in Jerusalem. Right. I so then papers fly, every, papers fly everywhere. He steps on one. Some of the ink is like smeared off. He's like, I think it means, well, I know I would like another wife. I'm just going to write that in. I'm yeah, yeah, write yeah. That in. It, it, That's like, what happened. Technically, it was like the word wise, but he just mm-hmm. was like, I'm I'm assuming I'm just going to go in. I, I don't want to get in trouble with my boss. Jesus is a real pill. So I mean. Before, or what, who do the Mormons believe in? Joseph. Somebody Joseph boring. Smith. Yeah. I, it's a boring name. I would never trust a guy with a boring name and an outfit like that. I don't trust a religion that tells me to wear a button-down white shirt and navy pants in the dead of summer. No. no. Um, I still think that. I still think we should revisit that at some point. The um, the whole telephone game of it. Just just if we actually took like I don't really want to go read my Bible again and be like. You know, it's what's it, like nine million pages. Like honestly, who really said, you know what? Here's here's a, a million page book. Someone's gonna read it, right? No, like, unless who, it's on Audible, I don't want to hear it. Right. I don't understand. Someone was like, I think everyone's gonna want to read. I think everyone's gonna want to read this. And then for idiots like me who likes Cliff Notes, the Ten Commandments. It's like, do you do you want to do you want to read this? Or do you want to read, read do you ten, want to read this pamphlet? It's the cliff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like just cut to the chase. Give me the bullet points. All right. Don't right. do these things, but do these things good enough. Um, I love the idea of making a movie that's like Jesus's intern and that he hands him the Bible and tells him to go to a staples, like somewhere in the middle of Israel. And the kid gets like that. Talk about wacky antics. That's the next hangover movie right there. But the thing is, like, Jesus didn't want the Bible, right? So Jesus, like, Jesus has, like, one of those, like, like what I imagine, like, um, Sean, Puffy, P. Diddy, Daddy, Combs, whatever the fuck his name is. You know, how he had, like, the entourage in, like, the 90s, of the, like, the early aughts, when also there was the guy like, with the umbrella and the guy with, you know, <clears throat> the telephone, whatever. Like, all of a sudden, Jesus, like, walking around. Keep in mind, this is a man wearing a dirty muslin dress sandals and long like uh dirty hair and washes other people's feet so i really don't think a he's writing a book b has an assistant he just all of a sudden like has someone just keeps following him around 
but it's like boho chic. It's like, right. you know, somebody else it's, you know, when editors go to people who clearly are almost on the verge of, of being just like, um, illiterate, like any yeah. real housewife that suddenly is like, I have a book. Oh my God, I have a book. And that book has a ghost writer. So who was Jesus's ghost writer? I would also like to see like Jesus back then as his boho photo shoot. Like, okay, we need like a picture for the back of the book. <laughs> Can and you look he... up to the right? Just good. Look up to the right. <laughs> pretend there's a bird there. Okay. Now just kind of do a little break in the leg, a little break in the leg. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you go to Disney and those women who take the pictures, they're like, put your right hand out. There's going to be a bird put in, superimposed afterwards. Good. Now, now put both hands out to Mon and Pumbaa are resting at your feet. Good, good. Now, everybody look to the right. Look surprised. Oh, there's a man from the Haunted Mansion and he's come along with you. I love just break the leg. Just break, just crease it. Good. Can we get somebody in there with the a leg. fan? Now, my question is this. Do you think that you know, people, I don't know, because I will never, I will never, I can guarantee you this right now, unless I've been kidnapped and drugged, I will probably never go to, and actually, now that I think about it, no one will, go to a Coachella or a um, uh, Burning, Bonnaroo, Burning Man or whatever. But do you think that people like, they're like, oh man, it's such like a religious experience. I really saw Jesus. Do you really think that they have taken that and they're like, I bet this is how Jesus dresses. Like the long hair parted in the middle, like the long flowy gauzy thing, the break in the leg. Like, I mean, <laughs> if you look at some, if you look at some of the crucifixes, whoever like designed that, they're like, can we just bevel Jesus just a little bit? <laughs> can we put the right foot over the left? How can we make him look a little bit thinner? I know, right in front of left. It's like how women get coached for a step and repeat. <laughs> you know, like, it's like now like imagine this so if i have had if i have two spikes one in this hand and one in this hand right a lot of times jesus is like this right yeah now if i have if i have a spike through here i'm probably gonna be like this right like i'm not like <laughs> I know. I, I, okay, i'm almost the... doing more like the richard nixon I you know like my, yeah. i'm slumped down my hands are above my head because nothing is keeping his head to the back of the cross, right? So who 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 made this? Like clearly, there was no illustration. Jesus was like, no, 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 no pictures in the Bible, please. It's, it's just gross. It's just gross. <laughs> or can we just? I don't know. Do you have a filter or something that we can use for for anybody listening at home right now that didn't get to see your beautiful act out? Uh, Patrick went from a nice safe T arm, the usual thing that we look at, and then pretty much just brought his shoulders up to his ears and his hands on a slight V over his head. And yeah, and you're out in the summer hot sun, like you're out in the Jerusalem sun. And yeah, why are you going to keep your head up at that point? Oh God, the head. We'd nobody planned for the head. Can we get someone in here? He's slouching forward. He's just going to rip right off that thing. We want less. Does anyone have any I'm double tired tape? And a little bit more. I'm put upon. Well, how do we? Okay, we just pop it back. Just pop it back. Don't you know, pop just, the head, know... Cassie. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, you know what? Let's dive in, shall we? All right. Are you ready? I think so. Take a deep breath with me. Ready? <laughs> I have no <laughs> Oh, God. 
I really, I don't have any nostrils. It's why I never did cocaine. And I couldn't afford it. And I was terrified. But hey, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, 30th U.S. president slash sex pile, Calvin Coolidge. Well, welcome. And I'm Monica Lewinsky. Oh, good to see you again, honey. Nice dress. It's all, all political. It's all political this week because we're coming to you from both... Downtown Swing and Health Kitchen and, and the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I salute it? Oh, tight, 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 yeah! Oh, blue, yellow, pink! Whatever, man, just keep bringing me that. Oh, it's so funny that I made a cocaine reference and then we hear a little Breaking Bad. Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Speaking of bingeable things, I, I know I'm not supposed to, like, Netflix shame people or whatever, because that's what everybody does. Did you ever watch the, no, you didn't? You're missing out on half this life. All that means is that you saved maybe 17 hours of your life as opposed to mine. But I will say, Breaking Bad is pretty freaking phenomenal. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I know. I've heard the same thing about The Wire, and I am struggling to get through it. I tried. Never saw it either. Yeah. I don't know. It's like... We're so short attention span. If you don't get me in the first five minutes or you're not Jason Bateman, I don't know that I got time for you. Listen, I can binge watch 24 hours worth of House Hunters, but I don't think I can commit to something. I can watch people act stupid on below deck Mediterranean every hour of the day. (laughs) But if I watch something that's legitimately well-written, well-acted, well-sculpted, (laughs) well-directed, I don't know that I have time for you. Yeah, no. Sorry about it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. sorry. But you know what I'm very not sorry about? I am not sorry about our social media presence. (gasps) And if you don't already, please follow us on the Insta. We don't really give a crap about Twitter. Does anybody anymore? It's a garbage fire. But you can follow us at at DearPodOfficial on, um, yeah, we're also on the face place, but... We have a website, dearpotofficial.com, where you can find every last episode. And um, our email, of course, dearpotofficial at gmail.com. And tell them about our Patreon page, Patty. Ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe to our Patreon page. Will you get extra goodies and nonsense from Aaron and I? And a little... Yeah, nonsense. And a, a, a lot of nonsense. And a little bit of the Jimmy Jam over there, too. Just the three of us kids. Just the three being all comfy together, you know. Um, We actually had a very nice endorsement by one of our fans on Facebook. I got tagged in something because somebody said, need your favorite stand-up specials, have seen John Mulaney and Hannah Gadsby on Netflix, also have access to Hulu, help, need to laugh. And um, one of our super fans, Camille Atkinson, tagged us underneath there. And uh, I got to oh. find it because, hold on, I got to find it because um, how she broke it down. is <laughs> Here's what she said about us. So she gave this chick a couple different suggestions. And then she said, oh, um, we have a pod. There's a podcast called Dear Pod. It's a pisser. Her and her co-host Patrick <laughs> have a podcast rehashing Ann Landers in an old gay vaudeville ninja smoothie blender. Best oh. to have access to a toilet 
if you ever piss yourself laughing as I do. It's like wacky morning radio. It's like if wacky morning radio was not sexist and was funny. And if that isn't a ringing endorsement for us, I don't know that what it is. That so sounds delightful. Camille, Bettina Atkinson, shout out to you. Camille Grammer Atkinson, thank you so much. I would love it if Camille Grammer ever endorsed us. That would actually be, then I could die. She's like, hey, I just want to um, tell you all about this podcast I've been listening to. and um, It's real fun. That's Camille. Camille would drive, if I encounter, have you ever encountered someone like Camille where you're just like, if you don't, shut up. Like, hey, just like that wispy, like, like I'm just like, I'm really upset because my daisies just kind of look sad and depressed. And I don't know really what else to talk about. I have really nothing going on. So I'm just going to invent something. Just, everybody relax. Like, she's the person that in the middle of an argument says relax, which is basically <gasps> throwing gasoline on a fire. Mm. Guys, why don't you relax? I'm leaving. Like, anyone that says I'm leaving in the beginning of an argument basically means that, you know. Anyone says relax has a special place in hell. Okay, so um, speaking of things that divide rooms and make people's sphincters tighten, this week's topic, we're tackling politics. Politics, 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 politics. Yes, the Roman Senate. The Roman Senate is the best legislature that money can buy. Corruption starts in the streets with the little peddlers. They bribe an assemblyman. The assemblyman bribes a councilman. The councilman bribes a senator. And the senator, it goes all the way up to the emperor. Shit. Oh, politics. So, ladies and gentlemen, I clearly am a, a Democrat because I don't want to be in an internment cap. And Aaron <laughs> is a staunch Republican. <laughs> so you can imagine. Stop it. You're very gonna make, difficult. You're gonna, it's false. That's fake news, sir. I said <laughs> fake news. No, are you yeah, kidding only me? Only people that say fake news. A Republican. Wow, you and I are going to be sharing the same train car, so move <laughs> over, buddy. It's hard to find two more snowflakey people. Look, here's the thing. I feel like, um, what do I say? What's the word? It's I um, don't know. Moderation has left the building. Like, there's no middle of the road anymore. Everybody's so extreme. And nobody wants to hear anybody else's points or sides. You've already shut your ears off. And uh, correct. I I think that that's what's missing. Look, I, that was the most disgusting sound that ever just came out of my throat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. You know when you like you go to open your mouth to talk and it goes like it. There's a gurgle. It's almost like um, you know your disposal when you turn on the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And it's not quite a burp, not quite a lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so All weird. it needs is time, a moment that is mine, <laughs> while you're in between. Yeah. Oh, well, politics, <laughs> politics, politics. Where does a girl even begin with this awesome topic? I would never want to go into politics right now. I don't know anybody who actually wants to be the president of the United States because they're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And I'm not talking about, let's take 45 off the table. That isn't even an option, but it's, why would you want to do this to yourself anymore? Well, because you know, it's like everyone has like this Roy Cohn in their back pocket, right? So no matter what you've done your entire life, they've got some like sneaky conniving, like bottom feeder 
that will go through your trash and be like, did you know that he used to bite the heads off of the Wil- the, the Wilmas and the and Flintstone vitamins and spit them out in the trash can? Like, yeah. And then spin it into that I hate women or something. There is some, there's somebody whose job it is just to be a raccoon and sift through all of your crap. Right. With, with yeah. dead black eyes. And-, and to like take everything out of context. Or now when they have the, um, the fake commercials where they dub your, your, dub your voice. Or they doctor the pictures. Right. Yeah. I mean. Believe me, I have enough crap in my past. They won't need to doctor anything. And frankly, if I run for office and they find the pictures from Broadway Bears, I'm going to come out in front of it and say, I looked so good that year. Oh, it That's was the a thing. good year. I the starved. thing is, is like, if you really take the piss out of everybody at the front end, they really have nothing to say. Yeah. Like, for example, let's just go like everybody's favorite president at the time was Bill Clinton. Had he just, had he just come out at the beginning. Did you ever see Wag the Dog? Was it Wag the Dog or um, Primary Colors with Kathy Bates and John Travolta? No. When it was like loose. No. Primary Colors, yeah. When it was loosely based on, with Emma Thompson, and it was like loosely based on Bill Clinton and um, I think. It, scandal. You know, yeah. And Kathy Bates was, was it like his like campaign manager or something, a press secretary? I don't know what. She was a I don't know what she was. Consultant. Right. And she's, you know, like, you know, She's like asking him these questions, like, you know, come out, you know, whatever you have to say, like, let's get it out there. But then uh, she finds out, like, he is, like, no different than everybody else. And he's just a liar and blah, blah, blah. And I think she ends up killing herself at the end of the movie because it's like she she believes she so wholeheartedly believes in this person and believes in America. Um, And he like even like the truest, the truest person, you know turns out to be a slug. Yeah. I was not expecting you to say that because given the cast, I, for some reason thought it was a comedy. The thing is, it's somewhat, it is kind of, it's comedic for sure, but it has, you know, you know, like Forrest Gump is a comedy. I mean, she dies of AIDS at the end. I mean, I don't know too many comedies that, you know, <laughs> And what a knee slapper it is. She dies of AIDS at the end, but the thing that we remember the most is life is like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get, AIDS. I posted something. I never post political stuff on Facebook. Do you? Or like online? Yeah. You do? Yes, I do. I just don't, I don't, it's not my vibe on my page. Like nobody's ever read an article on Facebook and be like, oh, now there, now I've changed my mind. Sure. But if you feel passionate about something, and I I posted the thing the other day with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that you posted that. And did you see the chaos that erupted underneath it? I did not, but I was, you know, but the thing is like what she said and what you, what you, why, I think why you posted it was, you know, you people kind of just say whatever the hell that they want that comes out of their mouth. And it's like, would you want someone to say this to your daughter? Yeah. Like, think about like, I think about when I leave my, my, my apartment and as I step over the broken glass and the homeless person and the fecal matter, like that is someone, that's someone's son sleeping yeah. right there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And when, and what happened to her, what happened to her was like, like, can you imagine like th- this is, she's a Congresswoman. Yeah. Like, she's is that how you peer. like, that, is that how you interact with them? And this, like, because we have we have just like disintegrated common decency. It's I mean, gone. yeah, 
Right. Decency. Right. Like, and, like and, moms are moms are protesting, and um, you're tear gassing moms. Yes, and class has left the building, and yep. like using your better fucking judgment, it irked the shit out of me when I heard that. And uh, the whole point was so so somebody another like a comic who is very pro trump and very anti AOC came in and started a fire on the page and oh, no. I've never like look I absolutely invite a counter argument because I mm-hmm. think that dialogue is what's missing I feel like not hearing another side is what's not happening but if you come right. for a counter position and you're absolutely right, have every right to be mm-hmm. smart about it. Come with an intellectual argument. Don't come to my page saying "douchebag, piece of shit," you know, and start swearing and not making any legitimate point. And so I just killed him with. Education. What did you say? To your, what did What did you say to your mom after she? Said that? <laughs> and I said, "Can you send me your chicken salad recipe? It's so good." Oh, it was creepy because, like, I don't ever post stuff like that because I just don't – it's not worth a fight on a page sometimes. But if you feel passionate about something, that to me was not a political argument as it was a human one. He – and let's be honest, in a workplace, male, female, there were a whole lot of issues going on. You should feel safe in your workplace. And and these were these are elected officials. These are people – chosen to represent people. If I chose that guy to represent my people, I would be so embarrassed if he said, what did he say? It was like, he called her a fucking bitch. Right. If he had said that to a a woman in your setting, like you were on the steps of Capitol Hill and it's Mm -hmm. clear that other people heard it. Media was Mm -hmm. there and you clearly know you did something wrong. Otherwise you wouldn't have offered, offered an apology statement, albeit ridiculous and half-hearted, you knew you did something wrong and you knew you got right. caught doing it. So, I mean, to have that kind of vitriol aimed at you, and this was the argument that I made with the guy who came to my my page looking for a fight, and he was like, he's just done with her policies. He's just over what she's, he's over her politics or something. And I was like, okay, fine. He has every right to disagree and to be over right. his, over whatever she's saying. You have every right to feel that way. But the second that you aim that anger in somebody's face and get in their face pointing at them and calling them a fucking bitch in their own workplace, you have crossed a line. Feel what you want to feel. Say it to your friends. Behind closed doors, be a dick to other people. And... This guy was like, oh, he just was disagreeing with her. And I was like, no, 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 no. Until you've had that kind of vitriol aimed at you and it has happened to every female and it happened to me on the streets of New York when I was going to get a train and a guy didn't like how I responded to a cat call. So he started chasing me down the street, calling me a fucking bitch. (laughs) And I was freaked out. And then at first I was freaked out, but then he was like, fucking bitch. And then he goes, fucking anorexic bitch. And I was like, I... Oh, really? What? Do do I look okay? Thank you. Thank you. Well, you should have said that at the outset that we wouldn't be having a fight. Had you started with anorexia, I would (laughs) have. I would have been more more open, you know. And uh, it's until you've had that come at you, you can't understand how jarring and disconcerting that is. Well, you know, it's interesting that 
we've we've dissolved in this we're putting party over politics and over our country it's like we are so we so want to be right we so want to be um you we want our side to win and it's like right um wonderful but you're actually losing out you are you're actually you're so like you know like when they were when they went after like bill clinton it's like yeah he was wrong we admitted like everyone said but yeah he was wrong what he did right but he did all these great things. Our current president, he's wrong in nearly everything that he says and he does. <laughs> right. And he's like, and he's threatening people's lives. Like you put in we that $3 lose. mask. We all right. lose in right. the end. And uh, because the thing is, and, and I'm saying this on behalf of us liberal people, we don't, there are like, if you travel a lot and you see other people in other states, you see what how how invested they are in him and their candidate yep. and it's it's like you don't understand how they can see it that way and they don't understand how we can see it our way and it's literally a game of the blue dress gold dress it's mm-hmm. it's the laurel yanny of <laughs> politics but so here's here's the thing i can i can see i can like you know, I think in the last three and a half years I've been in the position that I'm in at my job, mm-hmm. I've had to nearly, you know, throw mama from the train, bite my tongue off, yeah. you know, like mama. Yeah. And just kind of take it all in and be quiet. So when someone comes at me and they start talking about, you know, uh, rep- I have no problem with being a Republican. I have a, I have a problem with um, the ignorant Republicans mm-hmm. that cannot possibly see what is happening. So for example, I get political because, um, when people think that I'm not like everyone else in America as a gay man, you can, you, you know, I'm, I've just recently been allowed to marry stupid, but yet I can pay taxes. I can, uh, I I can vote, I can vote, I can drive. I can also provide anything to anybody in the world possible, but you're going to deny me that you're going to push me down doesn't make a lot of sense and when you break it down to like people um they're like well i vote for you know i voted for donald trump because of blah blah blah. i'm like great here's why i don't and as someone who's your brother or your cousin or whatever you think that i am now less of a human being Mm -hmm. and that's how that's how i'm voting and like well that's your perspective that's a terrible answer Mm -hmm. that's your perspective because you are basically telling me that you're putting someone that you don't know that clearly thinks that I'm a second class citizen ab- above me. Like it, it just boggles my mind. That's why I get political about that because it just doesn't make any, like it just doesn't make any sense. Like how do you like put civil rights at, at the, the low end of your priority? It, it doesn't make any not sense. Educated. Right. It's thing. like people are like, Oh, what you're saying is like, you know, all lives matter. Wonderful. Yeah. All lives do matter. However, most like most Let's black lives are being ones, right, right, <laughs> right because they're the ones that are being murdered right now. Yeah. These are the ones that only until like the dawn of this stupid device, this iPhone is capturing mm-hmm, ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's that's why it fucking matters. Oh my god! <laughs> All this noise, and we actually have articles and things to say that aren't by us. So I'm curious to see what your what articles you found um, in the political spectrum. Of Ann okay. Anders and Dear Abby. All right. Okay. Okay. 
So here I have the uh, the Montana standard in Butte, Montana, or its <laughs> butt. I don't know. You said it so Thursday, cute. Thursday, September 8th, 1994. I would have just started my freshman year of high school. You were going to say your period. <laughs> I just started my period. Uh, oh, speaking of my period, my brother sent me a picture of his wedding with my date that I brought to the wedding. Oh which was the first and only woman I've ever had sex with. <gasps> I was, I was in the middle of, I don't know what I was doing, but it was like, what, why are, why are you doing this to me right now? I'm like, now I'm like, now I have to call my therapist. <laughs> I was like, why? I feel like what? I knew that you weren't a gold star gay, but that just took my breath away. The idea of you with a female. I mean, it's I'm like a highlights right magazine. It's the bike and the tree. I something doesn't belong in this picture. Let me tell you, bike and tree. There was there was definitely. I don't know why this bike was in that tree, but I, I do know that that tree was so disappointed after this bike came towards her. That tree never dated bikes ever again. Tree never dated again. Other trees. Let me see. Oh my God! Will you send me this picture? You are sure. hiding a secret. You are so I'm shiny. Also, I'm, I'm also hiding about 60 extra pounds. <laughs> and she is definitely a Republican now. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like the ultimate Karen. Uh. <laughs> Probably not. She was very sweet. Oh, ain't she, though? Look at just, we're going to tag her in that picture. Please don't. Please don't. We have not spoken, I think, since. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Probably why. She's still trying to erase the memory. Damn it, that's funny. I'm showing it to Jules right now. Okay, so here we go. Okay. The Montana Standard, Butte, Montana, Thursday, September 8th, 1994. Dear Abby, I'm writing about the letter from the Connecticut woman who said she and her husband got along very well until the subject of politics came up. Well... My Republican grandmother married a Democrat, and my Republican mother also married a Democrat. I, a staunch Republican, married a registered Democrat who is now deceased. I am 78 years old, and in all the years of our marriage, there was not one bit of friction. The secret of keeping the peace in spite of everyone's political differences was very simple. All of the spouses respected each other's privacy and the right to vote as they saw fit. I have never been too proud to keep my mouth shut to keep the peace. Signed, Marianne Cannon, Garden Grove, California. Dear Mary, hooray for you. (laughs) Two very famous couples who disagree politically came to mind. Shane Fonda, outspoken Democrat, and Ted Turner, lifelong Republican. Also, Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maria rides the the donkey, but (laughs) hubby rides the elephant. Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> Maria Excuse does, me? She does ride the donkey. Oh, Maria, get off that donkey. I'm enjoying myself, Arnold. Get off the donkey. Listen, I've been known to ride a donkey every now and again, too. And that's but why your date looks so disappointed. That's right. She's like, I saw you with that donkey last night, so I know what's happening. And you're like, whatever, you're you're fucking an elephant. I think that's how it works. I don't know. But do you know, it's interesting. <laughs> Maria Schreiber, no, I'm sort of thing. Um, I, I, well, I agreed to like keep this quiet, but I mean, I convinced my mom not to vote for Donald Trump. You know, you were persuasive. <laughs> 
Yes, because she. Well, it's like I'm not going to. I'm. I'm just saying, like, if you like, you know, it, it would. I don't know. I think you can have like a disc. Like, I. I don't. I disagree with keeping quiet. I think there's a way to be mm-hmm. civil about it. Um, and you never know. Like when you put when you reframe things, because you know the way that information is given to us sometimes it's very sensationalized and it's not real like wait that's not that's not what someone said or that's not actually what's happening here um just like the you know when a lot of people don't believe the holocaust happened a lot of people don't believe americans you know put you know japanese in internment camps they believe that like they don't even think that ever existed because we never talk about it so when you don't actually discuss things how can you really change your you're like wait a minute like as i said to my um I said to my mom about Donald Trump, I said, you know, he's taking, he wants to take my rights away. So what you're, what you're voting for in this topic here is that you're kind of voting against me because you're now definitely making it seem that I am different than my other brothers and sisters, because you're going to vote with all of them. And then you vote against me because that's because, you know, that there was a, and also he's a racist. Like, yeah. Well, this that's the thing is that this has gone next level where it feels like a vote against a vote for that person is a vote against me. I mean, I, I the idea of anybody and just I know being it sounds like, very, keep your and mouth I know shut. it sounds very yeah, I know it sounds very basic, but kind of, sometimes you kind of have to break it down to that base level of like, well, yeah. And if you don't understand that basic concept, like, yeah, but what the economy and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, people first come before money. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I mean, just like, you know, people, uh, <laughs> look at how many people are out of work. No one really gives, like, Kanye West got some money from the government, but yet uh, all the restaurants around here are being closed. Oh. These are, this is what makes New York City run. This is, if you want to light me up right now, that's what the <laughs> panic attack was. Like. Don't, I'm, I'm honestly, as much as I'm like, don't keep your mouth shut right now. The only reason I ever keep my mouth shut is to keep my own sanity together because that, that, that in him running for president, I, I don't know. I was like, this is why we need to stop telling kids that they can be president when they grow up. Right. This is, I, because I, I mean, I, I, I never post personal shit or political shit on Facebook. I don't think that that's my charge. I like to post things that entertain you. I feel like there's so much oversaturation, so many bullshit articles, and so many sure. people are trying to make a point, and everybody's just screaming into the Grand Canyon. But I I have had four months without unemployment because the system is completely broken, and they're all working on a Commodore 64 that's fueled by a fucking hamster <laughs> in New Jersey. And so... To hear about him getting $2 million, it was like lighting a wick in my ass, and my head popped off. And that's when I was like, I can't do this anymore. The system is beyond broken, and the uh-huh. people who get caught in it are not the rich people. The rich people that no. are supporting him because they're they're voting with their pocketbook. Right, there which are... is funny because the rich people will never be poor, no matter what they do. They will never be poor. They've already established themselves in a, in a certain threshold that they yep. won't dip into the place that, that we see, that we know, that we've had friends experience. And oh, my God. And always with with uh, there are there are hills that I will die on. And, and that is for women's rights, LGBTQ plus rights and animal rights. These are my three charges in life, three causes. And. 
when I feel like those things are threatened, I get my Irish up and I will unleash. That's why, that's why I did say with the AOC thing is that if that guy ever said fucking bitch with an earshot of me, this is why I'm not a politician because I would have turned around on the steps of the Capitol and my hand would have gone into the back of his skull held the top of his spine and ripped it out of his back like mm-hmm. it was a Twizzler. Mm. So interesting. Yeah, I don't. I can, this is why I also couldn't be a lawyer because I'd get so angry in the middle of an argument that that I would I, I get would fight dirty and I'd say things like "Ah, oh, so is your old man," and that would be in somebody's transcript. Probably not good. <laughs> so it, it instantly see. This is why I don't like talking about politics right now. The, the vein in my neck is throbbing, and I haven't even, like, gotten into it yet. I was oh, going to say, because I don't even like Twizzlers, but right. <laughs> I, mean, I do. Every now and then I'm a I'm more of a Twizzler. red vine. Oh, I, you know what? I prefer red vines. And the day that somebody said, drink a Diet Dr. Pepper through a red vine was the day that I saw God. Mm-hmm. And that's my religion. Take that, Mormons. I am teaching the gospel of red vine. <laughs> Turn to your well, hymnals. <laughs> Turn to your hymnals, please. Oh. To your white Jesus, riding a white pony. Yes. Clearly, he just got his hair done at Jill Ferrer in New York City. And he's walking Never... into a fan. Good for him. That's my that's my favorite depiction. It's like, let me get this straight. He has been walking. He only walks in this desert, and his hair looks like he just came off the set of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> He's like he just fucking hot rolled his hair, and he's not so. baked crisped to within an inch of his life. This is why Jesus isn't an Irishman, because <laughs> those pictures they were like, "Can we get the Crayola red in here? We're depicting <laughs> Jesus. What do you do? A fire engine, something with an orange based red." All right, I'm moving on because my throat is going to explode out of rage and I still have two articles to get through. Yes, uh, yes, yes. This one comes from Tucson Citizen, June 5th. Not, oh, Tucson Citizen, Tucson, Arizona, June 5th, 1975. Politics mm. is not full of rotten eggs. I beg to differ, Anne. Dear Ann Landers, my father is the person I love most in all the world. I respect him above all other men. I know he is honest, works long hours for a very unglamorous salary. He is a state senator. Throughout my high school education, I'm a 16-year-old girl. Oh, wait, I made her too deep. Ah! Throughout my high school education, I'm a 16-year-old girl. I've had it drummed into my head that politics is a dirty business and people in government are all corrupt and dishonest. Every time I hear one of my friends, or worse yet, a teacher, make this ignorant accusation, I cringe. Most people don't have the faintest idea of the hard work people in politics do. Just because a few dozen characters in Washington went wrong, it doesn't mean all politics is dirty and all politicians are crooks. Please tell them there is still plenty of decent, respectable men in office. Open their eyes and sign me of the people. Dear friend, I know several extremely fine people in politics in both parties at every level, city, state, and national. I, too, resent the implication that all politicians are crooks. Furthermore, I seriously doubt that there are more rotten eggs in... I seriously doubt that there are more rotten eggs in politics than in other fields. Medicine, law, business, labor unions, farming, etc. Politicians receive more publicity because what they do makes news. We mustn't lose sight of the fact that politicians are elected by us, the people. 
If we put crooks and liars in high places, it's our fault when things get loused up. People get the kind of government they deserve. Damn. Well, then, we deserve what we got. Thank you, Russia. (laughs) We do. We've been hurtling towards this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> this is a delicate It is so exhausting. It's literally exhausting territory. Like, I'm already tired, and we're just moments into this. Well, we're about two hours into this podcast at this point. Um, Day three. You know, oh, uh, there was one other point about the AOC thing that I wanted to make, and I feel like... <laughs> I have to, it's kind of in this realm of good people, bad people, you know, uh, and us seeing people clearly for who they are. And in the case of that, if, if that exchange, somebody said, well, it is Paul, it is political. This isn't about human rights, about what happened to her and him. Yoho, what a terrible name for a man. Uh, it, it, it actually fits. It sounds like it, that's a name Yahoo. that it looks like the person. Yeah. But they were like, oh, it is political. They, they're they making it political. And I'm like, I feel like it's political because of the atmosphere in which it happened. If this were an accountant's office and one accountant got in the face of the other accountant and said, I don't like the way you're handling this account, you fucking bitch, would they or would they not be fired? You know, <laughs> you have to frame things differently. Not everybody in office is good. Uh, do you feel like that there are any genuinely good people that you've seen in office on any sort of like state, national, you know, local level? <laughs> you Ever. know, again, you know, again, I feel like, you know, I, I think that every politician is, has been compromised. Yeah. And it's not, and I don't think it's, it's because, you know, I don't think it's a lot of like, about their character, I think it's the nature of politics. And I think that, you know, now the nature is, um, you know, it's like, it's like extreme politics. Yeah, if, it's like, like if politics you, were um, an energy drink. Right. It's like, <laughs> you know, how, you know, if you sometimes when, you know, um, like the America's great, I'm wearing the flag. I got an American condom. I'm going to fuck you with my condom dick. Like my, like, <laughs> Like, like, look at this flagpole. You know, it's like they're so like yeah, Americans. Yeah, yeah. Can, Americans can do nothing wrong. It's like, well, actually, and then you roll out like you roll out. You know, these things are like, well, that's not real. And I'm like, well, actually, and then you pull out. You know, like your you know history or your the real Bible. history. Let's just call it yeah. The truth like, Bible. well, actually, here, actually, here's what happened in the Japanese internment camps. So like, that didn't happen here. It's like, honey, it did. That's why it's not so great. Like make make America great again. When you pull out a when you pull, pull out a fire hose and push people back across the street and put and then throw uh, attack dogs on them, that is not American. And it's because not that sexy. Is again, it's like <laughs> that. This is you do, when you when you refuse to acknowledge the things the atrocities atrocities that have happened here by our own hands, then you are you're ignorant and then you are the same people that are are like, you know, the like crazy Budweiser drinking freak show monster truck rally. Right. Yeah. And you're the loudmouth American that everybody hates. Yes. And that's the embarrassing person to bring to England. (laughs) Right. And you can, and you're the same 
idiot that can't put a $2 uh, piece of fabric across your face because it inconveniences you and it's, you know, stepping on your rights. Well, let me tell you something, you ignorant bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, thousands and thousands of people are out of work. Thousands and thousands of people are in hospitals. Thousands and thousands of people are dead. Because you're because you wanted to fucking go to the Krispy Kreme without a fucking mask to throw it down your gullet. That's mm-hmm. because you're ignorant. You don't understand. You don't understand the world is actually bigger than yourself. Because science, goddammit. Not politics, right. science. It is right. Oh but it's it's also I mean, so much of it, which is what's interesting, is that the, the way that people are ingesting news. So mm-hmm. depending on what you watch is the information you're receiving. And then you're calling that gospel as opposed mm-hmm. to reading multiple sources and being educated and doing any sort of legwork to try to look deeper into a situation. And that's why, honestly, I only watch British news now because it's much more relaxing also like bad news with a British accent is <laughs> so much better. <laughs> like the day I die, I want Julie Andrews to walk in the room and be like, it's terminal. <laughs> I, and I've just started writing a new joke about this. The fact that like, oh my God, I would have been a nightmare in the revolutionary war. If they were like, the British are coming. I'd be like, oh, thank God. They'll tell us what to do. Oh God. Follow I that guy. sound better. <laughs> their coats look better they just the color is just better for me i'm gonna go with them you guys gonna go with them. they're not yeah they're not yelling so much i don't like tea anyway never liked it yeah I, that's fine yeah oh but we've gone also off. like I, I know all right here we give go. me another this is from uh, uh, uh the daily reporter dover ohio september 1 tuesday 1964 Dear Abby, we have always avoided political arguments with our friends, but in recent weeks, my husband and I have been drawn into several. The last was at our home, when my husband learned that our out-of-town guest, who had been his lifelong friend, was on the other side of the fence politically. He was astounded. A hot argument took place, which ended a friendship of many years. I say a person's political belief, like his religion, is his own business and should not, be in, and should not interfere with friendships. My husband says, I am wrong. A person's political belief is an index to his character and reveals his compassion, or lack of it, for his fellow man. He says he wants no part of friends who support the line of thinking that one political party is now, is, is now supporting. I would like your opinion. Signed, Art's wife. Dear wife, if the matter of compassion is clearly evident in, in one side of, or the other, your husband is right. And where can one better practice compassion than with a friend? I say... Stay in contact. Talk it out. Be sure, be sure of your facts and don't become emotional. To end the friendship would also end all hope of educating a probably well-intentioned but misguided citizen. This echoes back to what we have just spoken about. Yes, about politics being personal. It is interesting. I, I wonder, what year was this? 1964. Yeah, like even, so even then, you're like, was there ever a time when politics was treated more like religion? Because, like, are you friends with people who are multiple religions, and do you hold things against them for their certain beliefs in their religion? I do not, know. I mean, yes, I have friends of various <laughs> religions, great, but like, I don't. If in this moment you were like, I don't have Jewish friends. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly my husband's 
Mormon and, you know, I don't necessarily am in agreement with their thoughts. his religion, but a lot of people hate Catholics for, you know, yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. But, but now uh, I, no, I don't hold that against anybody. I don't hold anybody's religion against them. But the politics we do. I mean, it's, it just changes your view of a person when you find out the things that they believe or don't believe in. Well, I guess, you know, um, religion also isn't, um, is it like you're born into it? Does it feel different? It's like that. And also we're not like, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, my God is now governing everybody. You know, do you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. my you know, God is like, the one making the choices, and everybody yeah, has to I didn't, pay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't vote for that asshole. Yeah, um, but but now he's making um, choices that affect my life. I think that that's right. what it is. It's right. So your your God that I don't like all of a sudden has now put me uh, in, in a basement, and and I'm eating Alpo with a hundred other people, and there's only one can of it. And there's a redhead like, that's sitting right. next to me who's like, um, does this Alpo make me look fat? <laughs> I'm telling you, you and I, we're going to have the best train car. And it's going to be such a party out there. Oh, it's going to be fun. It'll be like this. It'll be like, Aaron just went to the bathroom, everybody. I only have two minutes. Just tell her she looks really skinny in comparison to everybody else here. God, it's so dark. It's so dark. It's fine that she ran in, in place for 35 minutes. Just say she her thighs look better. And she's never looks better. It's fine. But next time she's sleeping and one of her teeth falls out, just throw it away or put some super glue and shove it back into her mouth. She looks great. Here she comes. I'd Don't rather people keep great. it and put it in a box. Thanks. Thanks. All right. I have one more article. I'm going to keep us moving along because we All still right. have other people to talk to. We have, we have to talk to my mother and ask her about fun fact. Um, we had somebody in the family in politics. The one and only person oh. I know. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. All right. So I've gone with a lighter direction uh, on this one. This is from the St. Right. Louis Post-Dispatch in St. Louis, Missouri, June 17, 1960. Outvoting the president. Dear Ann Landers, two weeks ago I decided to form a club. I got two other girls my age, 12 years old, to join. They elected me president. The purpose of the club is to be friends and do interesting things. <laughs> no matter what I want to do, they are against it. We take a vote and I lose. If I want to go bowling, they vote for a movie. When I want to go skating, they vote to go dime store shopping. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my presidency if I can't think of a way to get some unity into the club in a hurry. How can I do it? Signed, Madam President. Dear oh, madam, honey. a president is not supposed to inflict his will on the members. In a democracy, the majority rules, not the president. Why not take in a few additional members? They might have some brand new ideas and the club would be more fun. I could shift the, it, it could shift the balance of power, too. Man! I love that she talked to a 12-year-old girl like this. Like, let's get one thing straight, sister. This is a democracy here. If you want that kind of pulling power, you better go over to England where they have the queen. We don't have a monica here. We vote, <laughs> goddammit, you stupid 12-year-old whore. Alarm's going off. 
Sound the alarms! <laughs> oh, I love it when you mute yourself. <laughs> it's just too loud. It's too loud. I, too loud. I don't think I ever ran for school office. We never talked about that. Did you? What did you no. run for? Fifth grade representative, and I won. <gasps> Congratulations. Who were you up against? It doesn't really matter. I think I just came out ahead. It doesn't really matter. You know, I just punched life. her on the playground. Don't you remember? I think I ran. I think I, I think I ran against a guy. Oh. I think. A guy. If I'm correct. A f in fifth yeah. grade, a guy. Maybe that was the problem. He's like, I've been in this room for six years and I know what it needs. Billy, you're supposed to be a junior in high school. I don't care. I'm not leaving yeah. fifth grade till I win presidency. Like my speech was, guys, Tony is 49 years old. This is fifth grade. And his speech is, I can buy you guys cigarettes. Who his wants wine huge. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be jumping rope with that. A vote for Timmy is a vote for my huge... F oh, God. Oh, why are you taking me away in shackles? that I ever ran for any sort of political office. When Kimmy, I was that's not a thermometer that he's showing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as people coming into places and having to take their, their temperature in all these places that we go to, I did a show and they took the temperature of the audience before they came in and I was like, could you do that rectally? They might enjoy it more. But just the one temperature stick, please. Yes. Share it and then shake it off. Give it one of these. Yep. Like it's that mer mercury temperature yeah yeah i mean think about it running for office starts when you're in elementary school mm -hmm. and if if you're not into campaigning then I, I wonder if i don't have any recollection of doing it i must have though it feels like something i would do i want power it's all about the campaign poster <clears throat> it'd be really tough to campaign i've never been up for selling myself Says, says the well, comedian. <laughs> says, says the actor. The, the, the Times Square comedian. Says the person who has been running on a hamster wheel just trying to get seen by anybody. But look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> the only way to answer this is actually to call my mother and ask if she remembers if I ran for office. But I will say, <clears throat> politics runs in my family. My uncle was a senator in Boston. And, and I remember uh -huh. them, like, I don't remember him as a senator. I, he, I was, you know, in, I wasn't born at this time, but I do like the idea that I was like, oh, well, somebody ran an office. And it was like the JFK year. So I'm curious. So uh, for those oh. of you who don't know what the Moth Report is, God damn it, and you're just tuning in for the first time, why aren't you listening to our back episodes? Do it now, dearpodofficial.com. We can wait. We can wait. Okay, that's enough. All right. So, yes, we are going to call my mother, and usually we find out what the weather is like where she's standing, but I want to talk to her about uh, the people that we know in office. So, it's time. D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-
Good afternoon. Good afternoon, madam. How are you today? Hot. How are you? Sexy. Patty, you, how are you? I'm <clears throat> moist. It's so warm out. <laughs> you know what? The like... use of the word moist was unnecessary. <laughs> I'd like True. to flag it. I'd like to flag it and report it as inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he's right. It's like 93 degrees here, and I've had it with this heat. Well, Yikes, are, are we going to get a break from the heat anytime soon? No, tomorrow is going to be 99. So maybe after that, upper 80s. I'll be happy with that. So, now, how do you counter uh, all the heat? Do you do? How do you take care of yourself? Do you sleep in the buff? What do you do? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I uh, I throw on the air conditioner and I have. It's cool down here, and uh, I don't really go outside. Your father went outside this morning and power washed everything that was in his way. He blew all the paint off the, the deck. Now I have to repaint. He was going berserk. <laughs> Did you ever use one of those things? They're kind of fun to watch, but like uh, there were paint chips flying everywhere. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to go all over the lady's tomatoes next door because she's got a garden out there. And uh, I, I, had to, I had to pull the plug on him because he, he wouldn't stop. Now I have to, you should see, it looks awful up there. The deck is all, the paint's gone. But so this I is why to... they call it a power washer. It's because he, he loved having all that power in his hands. He does. He came in and he was dripping. He, he got it all over everything, including himself. But it's a good day to get power washed because it's so hot outside. <laughs> we will blast clean him if it kills us. Well, speaking of power and people who are power hungry, like my father, power. the topic power. this week is politics. Everybody's favorite uncomfortable sphincter tightening oh, topic. But I was talking about the fact that we have in our very own family a state senator. A what? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, my yes, that was... <laughs> oh? That was no. back, uh, back some... Yes. So we kind of all got dragged into campaigning, which is not for the weak of heart. Uh, or the pregnant. She was gotten, pregnant. It's, it's gotten to a new height now. I think I was pregnant with Alan. So it was like, you know, it was way back when in the 70s. So, uh, but we all, the whole family got dragged into that one. I never minded doing the office thing, you know, stepping envelopes and all that. But on uh, election day, we all got stationed at the polls. You know how when you go vote, you got a mass of people, hey, vote for Joe Schmo, you know, and shaking hands and all this kind of stuff. We all got stuck doing that. And it was freezing cold out. So it was a, a sleet day, sleety day in November. And I remember that. Yeah. And, and politics has gotten gotten so ugly. Whoever would have believed it could get uglier, but it does every year. But he used to campaign door to door. Right. Yes, he did. He had actually he he was handicapped. He had only he had a uh, a prosthetic leg, but uh, so he used to in order to get himself around to meet the people. Actually, he was he was very good at meeting people. He 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 was very easy to talk to him. But he couldn't not he couldn't climb stairs and ring bells and stuff like that. So uh, we he dragged a bunch of kids and they'd all go down each street in a golf cart and he'd send the kids to the houses and then ring the bell and say, come on out and meet your candidate. And uh, some of them would say, some of them actually said, he was always faking that Ill, Ill, that injury. <laughs> he had like a very wooden leg. And, and and the idea that somebody would look at him and be like, you're faking it. Now, see, if that were this day and age, he would take the leg off and throw it at them. 
Oh, well, yeah. What do you mean by he, What do you mean by a very wooden leg? Like you had a wood. <laughs> well, nowadays, to it? nowadays the prosthetics are like uh, robotic looking, but in those days it was it was a wooden leg, so it was and it looked like one. But uh, nowadays they they do great with that with that stuff because of the you know the the veterans returning from the war that come back without a limb and and they get them right up and walking and 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 it's really good. Their technology has gotten great. But in those days, it was not so great. But uh, but anyhow, uh, we lived through it, and uh, you know he yeah he did a term as a state senator. He was very good, and, and uh, you got to be at like a party with the Kennedys or something, right? Oh yeah, there was some kind of a picnic or whatever. Ted Ted Kennedy <laughs> was there. Um, <laughs> tell me you not didn't a big date fan him. Of Ted Kennedy. Please tell me you didn't date Ted Kennedy. <laughs> no, no, I'm the one that didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. But if you did, then maybe he wouldn't be power washing your deck and covering the ladies' tomatoes next door. You bet. Next time she makes a salad, she's going to find a foreign object in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling she's going to come after us if she does. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Patty, do you have any questions for Moth about running for office? How do you get out of a political conversation? Yeah, that's a nice question for her. What's a good way to dovetail out of a political conversation that you don't want to be in? That's a very good you, question. Do you just oh. get very blunt and say, you know, I don't discuss it? or do You, you want to even kinda... like to change the subject. Oh, I don't know. Me, I would probably pain an injury or a pain in my foot or uh, <laughs> an upset stomach ah! or uh, <laughs> I'm going to faint kind of thing, you know? <laughs> You know what? This easy, is everything easy, easy. that I learned it from you how to how to get out of a sticky situation in a real cheap way. Well, yes, uh, yes. Uh, we, we thank you very much for this illuminating moth report that combined both weather and politics, two very hot yes, button items. Yes, and, and we can get off of that subject now. Politics isn't very fun to talk about, so um, keep cool. Um, are you are you together? Are you? No, are no. You he's on Zoom. Together? I'm look. We're visually together. We're looking at each other, but we're not in the same room, which is as God intended. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, that's okay. Hey, I think it works, and it it, it you know prevents you from having to take a train. <laughs> Correct. It sure. I'm good with that. Does does words to live by, and your yes. new campaign slogan will be "Keep it cool with Moth." I'm I running like for that. office. Keep it I cool. I wonder what office I would be best in. I have to think about that. Well, I could be head of the ice cream division of the FDA. Yes, I you could. I will be the ice cream tester. On behalf of the people, I taste this ice cream for you. Vote for me. And I will make choices that will make you happy. I keep your arteries clear while clogging mine. Ellen McGuire for president. <laughs> president of Hagen Dawes Enterprises. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to go work on your campaign slogan right now. And I'm going to okay. go get some poster board. Okay, I'll make up some flyers we can put in underneath the car windshield wipers <laughs> and parking lot. So <laughs> if we can roll ourselves over there somehow. Okay, okay. All right, have well, a good day. It was great talking to you guys. Take have care, Patty. Have a good, have a good weekend. Bye-bye, Jim. Bye. Have a good one. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I didn't get my own goodbye this week. Oh. I, you know how she, she went through YouTube, but now not me. Is it because I told her to talk about politics? Is it because Maybe I'm not going to support her in her campaign to run for the president of Haagen-Dazs International? 
Could be. They make the best vanilla ice cream. And I stand by my word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have a couple more things to get through, and then I have to drink myself stupid in a park. Actually, I have shows in the park today. Oh, that reminds me, before I forget, my shut-in shout-out today is out to Stand Up New York, who is doing shows, um, socially distant shows in Central Park, I think every day of the week now. So if you go and follow them on Instagram, Stand Up NY, you can see where the different shows are happening at different points in the park. There's two shows in Sheep Meadow every night in Central Park. There's two shows, uh, Cedar Hill, which is the opposite side of Central Park in the 70s, like 5th and 79th. Um, There's one happening, I think, in the Bronx, one in Queens, one in Brooklyn. So they're taking over the parks and they're doing outdoor comedy and they're selling White Claws. So... Come out to these parks, see these shows. I put it on Instagram the other day, and friends I haven't seen since before all this mess happened came. Everybody sat with, like, masks on and laughed and had a good time and drank White Claws in the park while they watched comedy happen near them. Unamplified and present. That is how we roll. Wicked good lineups. Comics that you see on like Conan and Fallon and writers for the late show. So it's legitimate, great comedy happening. My shout out goes to them this week. Damn it. And that in the, is amazing. Do you have any shut in shout outs before we move along? No, I, got nothing, I don't. Nothing anymore. <laughs> well, you know what we do have? One wonderful question on <gasps> Instagram. 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 I'm sorry, Laura Bell Bundy. I haven't back in on Instagram to say thank you on behalf of Patty's birthday, but I've taken a question. It's really awkward. I'm not running for president. <laughs> I just had to make it fun. <laughs> to let myself say. So we have one question from Instagram mail today. You can always reach out to us. Dear Pod officials, send us a little shout out. We also put these things up on our stories, so be sure and um tap on that little thing when you see a little pink circle going around our logo there. So this week, one question from Instagram mail. Would you like to kick us off pate? Sure. Can our mail bag? Here's the question. Is it bad etiquette to talk politics at a dinner party? Very good question. Mm -hmm. Here's what Abby has to say. I say it's best to read the room. When my sister went to Buckingham Palace and met the royal family with screen legend Sid Charisse and popular TV game show host Bert Convy, to this day, Windsor Draw with Vicki Lawrence is still my favorite show, I might add. <laughs> anyway, Sis attempted her hand at comedy at saying she nearly lost her head in the tunnel on the way to the palace due to the erratic driving of the chauffeur that they hired. She ended her ditty with, can't let that happen again, huh, Lizzie? <laughs> that didn't go over well. Timing is not my sister's strong suit. And when she gets nervous, not only is she gassy, but she can't read the room. Political hey. discussions at a, at a dinner party is a bit like bringing out the Monopoly board game. After the immediate eye roll, you know you're going to be in it for the long haul, and it ain't going to be a bed of roses. More than likely, someone is going to end the game. It's going to end game night by being the Teresa Judites and flipping the, and flipping the game table over and having everyone scramble out of the house faster than you can save prostitution whore. I say it's best to leave politics, like my distant cousin Sal, out on the curb. 
You don't know which way it's going to go, so it's best not to let it in and ruin the night. I am not gassy. <laughs> God damn it. Fake news. Uh-oh. Fake. All right, let's see what Anne has to say about this. Is it bad etiquette to talk politics at a dinner party? Dear Et, I'll tell you what's bad etiquette. A dinner party in the middle of a pandemic. Who is hosting right now? Someone who wants an inheritance? Oh, Pop Pop, would you pass the corn and the coronavirus? I'd really like to own your home by the end of this year. (laughs) These days, it's hard to avoid political chatter. Everyone has an opinion. And you know what they say about those. Opinions are like assholes. I don't want to hear them while I'm eating my shrimp. I know it's hard to avoid the topic of politics at social events. Back in my day, it used to be a conversation starter, like talking about weather or sports, a way to get to know acquaintances better and decide if you eventually want to hate them. But thanks to the 24-hour news cycle, politics are constantly surrounding us, like all those schmucks at Stop and Shop who refuse to maintain six feet distance. It is one Liam Neeson or three Kevin Hartz away. It's simple math, people. Nowadays, it's not a matter of bad etiquette as much as shut the hell up. People are oversaturated and tired. Every day you wake up, take a Valium, and turn on the news to make sure we're still alive. Or to see if Kanye West has put himself back in the running for president. I swear we have got to stop telling kids that anyone can be president when they grow up. Give it a break for a night. It's not your job to change anyone's mind over cocktails and canapes. In the same way that no one ever read someone's link from GummyNews.com on Facebook and thought, oh, that's insightful, I think I'm going to vote Republican this year. Leave your political ideologies and ambrosia salad at home, where they belong, and bring your mask and hand sanitizer to the party instead, you reckless, irresponsible son of a bitch. Anne! Scott, ambrosia salad. What is ambrosia salad? It's pink and nobody really knows. It has Mm. chunks of like fruit in it, like pineapple and maraschino cherries. It's the fruit salad that's not fruit or salad. It's just, you know, sugar. Yeah. And I don't really know what makes ambrosia salad like the consistency that it is because it looks like cottage cheese. But it's not cottage cheese. Nobody knows what it is. It's a mystery. Is it, is it, is it the one with marshmallows? Is it marshmallow-based with, like, mandarin oranges? Is <gasps> that what that is? Maybe it is. Maybe I just have been looking at it wrong. Maybe I just see chunks, and I'm like, pink chunks. I, it looks like college to me. After I drank two woodchuck ciders back-to-back. Mm. <laughs> Never again. Mm. Never again. Oh, speaking of drinking, hey, hey, what a good segue for our final segment. God damn it, it took us forever to get here, but we're here. It's time for specialty Specialty drink. We got a drink. It's getting political because we need to drink. It's Republican. Your thoughts on gun control. Unless I have a fucking bowl. I'm gonna take a donkey dick tonight. (laughs) I'm still laughing at America Condom. 
<laughs> condom dick? So I don't know what you said, but it made I, me I, laugh. I don't know, I don't know if I it's going to... I hope it makes the cut. Well, this week, we have life, liberty, and the pursuit of a buzz. Because James Jules Ferris believes that every American deserves basic rights during this election year, like a well-balanced summer cocktail. For this, you need three blackberries, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, one and a half ounces dry gin, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. You're going to want to take a shaker, muddle the blackberries with the simple syrup, add the gin, lemon juice, ice, and shake, strain into a Collins glass over fresh ice, and garnish with fresh blackberries. So here's his tasting notes on this one. All right, let's see. What's worse than walking into this sweltering, thick, disgusting blanket of heat that we're all dealing with right now? The answer? Having sweltering, thick, disgusting blankets of politicians on your back talking in your ears as you're just trying to deal with the heat and not killing your husband for accidentally breathing that way near you while you were sweating through your eyes. This is it, people. We are now in the thick of the mudslinging that is the 2020 presidential election. You already know who you are voting for, and probably no one can change your mind. So, we here at Pod beg you to get through these next four months with a proper buzz that you deserve to quiet the voices of insanity. And... We give you a classic with a twist today. You need to feel refreshed on a regular basis during this nonsense, and a Collins is a perfect solution. Whenever the other side is screaming at you, making making you believe that you don't deserve affordable health care or a woman's choice should be made by men or our current president is equal, fair, Christian, sane, loyal, not racist, and definitely a feminist, take a sip of this drink. Feel the rage wash away. Find a moment of clarity, look him straight in the eye, and tell him to suck my D. Hang in there, America! <laughs> and that was my tasting notes from my darling James, Joe Ferris. He didn't He didn't add seltzer onto the oh, recipe gotta, because he's irresponsible. And if I were his speechwriter, then I would have found this mistake, and he's disgusting, and I don't vote for him. In fact, I'm voting him out of office. I am looking for a new husband. Please write to me, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, if you would like to be my replacement husband. Oh, you lucky boy, you. Or girl. You know what? I'll accept anybody. Give me give me animals. Squirrels. Oh, wait. The, Ooh. Pres- the life, liberty, and the pursuit of a buzz has been delivered to my um, equal opportunity-loving Gullet. So oh my god. Go. Oh, there's the picture. There we go. It's a it's the dancing boy. He's back again. Our favorite glass. <laughs> yeah, ride that pole. Ooh. It's like if a lime Ricky decided to go out and become a, a prostitution whore. Thank you. It's an adult raspberry lime Ricky. And I guarantee you, if I didn't have two shows to do in the park tonight. This thing would be gone because I have what? a, I have an, a really specific. I won't say that I have a drinking problem. I have a specific drinking problem, and it's oh. that if you give me any drink with a straw, it will be gone within seconds. Now I'm talking smoothies, frappuccinos, alcoholic yeah. drinks. Like if you yeah. gave me a pina colada, it would be gone. It's like I can't control myself when a straw is involved. <gasps> I'm right there with you. I almost just spilled it. Never spill booze. God help. 
when when somebody actually has to sit down and rewrite all the history books when kids are ever physically allowed back in school again. Can you imagine right. me like, okay, guys, I just picture a writer's room that's been together for like 24 hours straight. They come in and there's just empty coffee cups everywhere. And they're just like, all right, let's start from the beginning. 1776. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're going to have to fix so much shit in here. Can we get the guy who wrote the Bible? Can we get the editor? For the Bible over here, because this is just a wreck. No, he went to Kinko's <laughs> in Israel. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So Christopher Columbus did not come over with Boston Market and give it to the Indians. No, no. What? So there was no song and there was no singing rabbits? Wait, what? Wait, so like, he looks right at the screen and says, I'd kill for this creamed spinach? <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> This cornbread was worth the rape and pillage. I'd rape my mom for this cornbread. What? <laughs> oh my God. In 1772, I sailed the ocean. Wait, was it 1772? Wait. <laughs> In 1972. <laughs> God, Chris was here so recently. Wow. Hey, hey, I'm coming here. I'm bringing rotisserie chickens. Who wants some, huh? <laughs> this may be our new favorite thing we've ever done. Y que reciban de mí siempre paz, mucha paz, pero sobre todo mucho, mucho, mucho qué? Amor. <laughs>